Okay, so we're talking about fellow with various halakim which we're working on in davening. The one was working on the fact that we appreciate the Yom Bifnei Hashem. We gave two or three eights to that. The second one was the concept that how to focus on fellow as opposed to what really happens that a person, uh, even with the best intentions, but the nice, his brain goes into autopilot and he stops thinking. And the third one is that uh, how to connect whatever we're doing and trying to achieve to bring it back to what the Rachel says, to bring it back to Twitter, to appreciating that the essence is coming from the Kodesh Baruch and therefore you have to go back to asking him. Right. We worked at three separate Chalak of the day. The first thing in Shachris is the understanding of the Amalek, Mariv, so to speak, when a person doesn't have the same pressure what to do next, you can focus more on what he's asking for, and then Mincha, when a person is in the middle of something, that's what Ramchal says, the person has to think that even if I'm busy doing something, the master have to, I have to stop and realize it's coming from my chef. Now, there's another, another point which is Magad to, in a way it's all three, to the third and Twitter. And that is, there's a positive positive So what is it referring to? The person should mekavel Hashem. The person should hope for Hashem's salvation, help for Hashem to respond to their tefillah. And sometimes Hashem does, and that's great. You ask for something, you got it. Sometimes Hashem doesn't. And the person down for something, and they really, not that they're stunned, they just happened to say Shemir they really wanted something, so they really had Kavana for it, they really had it in mind, they really you know, focused on the davening. So it, was, it wasn't just filler in the sense of saying the words, it was really covered, the person was really hoping a Kodesh would answer them, and give them what they're asking for. And then what happens is a Kodesh doesn't give them. They don't give what they wanted. And now what's the person meant to do? So a person could feel, well, I tried, it didn't work. But, uh, I haven't asked, uh, put effort into it, so I said to hit him, whatever it's going to be. And uh, the answer was no. So how's a person meant to respond, so to speak, when they try to dive for something, and the Twitter doesn't get answered? Right? Not that it doesn't get heard, obviously, Hashem hears that Twitter, but it doesn't get answered. Hashem doesn't respond the way the person wants to respond. So there will be people who will say that, just like anything else, I tried. It didn't work, so I'll give up. Now, what does it mean, I'll give up? Either means I won't try for this thing anymore, or it means I'll try the roots to get it. Right? So, if, I, if it didn't work by trigger, I'll try some other, some, some other mahalach. Or, I'll take the attitude, well, if I was meant to get it, was meant to work out, so then Hashem would have given it to me, and if it, he didn't, then obviously I'm not meant to get it, so I'll drop the whole plan. Either or. And they're both a mistake. The both in the second this brings us to a very important sentence. That's The response to a no in tefillah isn't therefore I'm not, I don't want it anymore. Or therefore I'm not going to try anymore. The response to a no in tefillah is then I'm going to try again. Now, why is it important? Let's understand the Ashkafa first. Right? If Hashem said no, Hashem said no. I asked him, he said no. So why am I asking him again? If you go to your father and say, can I have a, a new car? Let's just forget about it. 
So I come out to By the way, I can have a new car. It's going to get worked out. I already said no. We've been through this already, right? Don't keep nagging me for. Don't keep pushing, pressurizing me for the same thing. So why doesn't it feel work like that? We asked. Hashem said no. So why am I coming back and asking another time? Okay, so the, the, this is what I said, that Vatan, this is an important point in Tfilah, because not every Tfilah gets answered straight away when you ask for it, and therefore we have to answer, why not? I already asked. If Hashem wants to give us, He would have, so why didn't He? And this, is, this brings us back to why I said this is a, a point to focus on, because it touches all the three areas of Tfilah, which we spoke about. The first one. The first one is, um, this is a... Uh, the first look at it is that when a person doesn't get what they ask for, right, so is a way to interpret it as no, it's not the right thing for you, or not yet. You're not yet right for it. And if you try but when you're right for it, you'll get it. It's like uh, if a, um, a four-year-old asks his father, can I have to fill in? Well, I was going to say no. So I'm never going to wait to fill in. Oh, you have a mitzvah, you'll wait for it. Not yet, you're not there yet. Wait. When you get there, you'll get it. Right? So sometimes, when a person doesn't get what they want, it's not because uh, Hashem says, no, I'm not going to give this to you, you're never going to get it. The answer is, not yet. Not yet because it's not the right time for it. Not yet because you're not ready, for your, you aren't on the level yet. You don't, so you don't yet deserve it. Okay, that's the response. If the, is, You're not getting a no. The response is, not yet. Wait. You'll get when it's when you roll it, you'll get it. Okay, then I have to try again. Then I have to try again. Maybe now. Maybe I've, I've done better. Maybe I'm on a better level. Maybe I'm more roll for it where it is. Because it's, it's uh, Hashem's cheshmer isn't just whether to give a person something or not to give a person something. Hashem's cheshmer is also when to give it to them. When to give it to them, which means either when it's going to do what it's meant to do, or when to give it to them in the sense that that's when they roll to get it. And therefore, the point of davening again is from the point of view of maybe now. Maybe I've done more schosim, maybe in a better place. Maybe, maybe this time Hashem also yes. And the idea is, if that's going to be the response, right, so then keep asking. I just said a story. I remember this after Avayashiv's solution, uh, I think it was. Piedur. Rabbi Yashiv died at the age of 102 or 3, whatever it was, something like that. Um, for the last 10 years of his life, Rabbi Yashiv was a godlador. After Shach died in Tavshin Samach Bes, until Tavshin Ayin Bes, Rabbi Yashiv died, he was the godlador, he ran everything. Um, can you do that Rabbi Yashiv's parents had only one child? And Rabbi Yashiv was born after, I think it was 12 years of marriage, had no children. It was a long time, it one time, Rabbi Yashiv. So someone said at the Shloshim, it's actually a point which made a lot of sense. He said, imagine at the time that you're going to Rabbi parents after a year, two years, three years of being married. Then it's happening. Right? And you've told them, like, maybe you meant to have a child, but you don't have Hashem Wait another ten years. Why not now? But you don't know that Hashem is a Cheshman. In a hundred years' time, Rabbi Yashem would have been God If it had been born ten years earlier, he would have died at the same time as Roshach. So he would have had that opportunity. But Hashem wait, wait. You give, give it ten more years, then he'll be born ten years later. He'll outlive Rav Shach by ten years. He'll have his prophet to be the God Ladar as well. Which is a question which we don't always see in Mayrosh. It takes a hundred years to see that sometimes. Right? And that is the, the first look at it is Hashem is not always saying no. 
we don't get the answer you want, we think Hashem said no. Hashem's not always saying no. It could be that what Hashem is saying is, yes, when you're ready for it. And if that's the case, there's nothing wrong with asking now. You can try again. Let's talk about it right now. So why, why, why would I have to ask again? Because the not, not yet isn't always a time thing. It's often that you aren't ready for it yet. You'll get it when you're right. And if that's the case, the, 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 the fact that I'm coming back to ask again is like the the positive Mishle. It's better, it bring, the person asking, that it brings him to a better place. So now I'm on a better, on a higher level. High level bit on a high level of emotion, whatever it's going to be. Okay, so maybe now the person's more right to get. And uh, that's the second process. That the not giving up is the showing a person's resilience, a person's level in emotion or whatever it's going to be. That that makes him more right to get what he wasn't right to get before. So the first nakuda in Tvil is why we why a person shouldn't give up after trying once and not getting what he wanted is. It doesn't mean Hashem said no. It means like Hashem Prophet said not, not, no right now. And if I'm going to ask again, whatever it's going to be, that adds to my schusim, that adds to my bitachim. I'm still trying, I haven't given up. So that's, uh, that's more, sometimes more of a reason to get. Okay, that's the first point. The second point. Well, that's taking a fatalist approach. However, if we've taken, if we think this is what we, what's, what's, what's right for us, so then it's up to Hashem to give it to us, and we have to ask Him. And if He says, uh, right now is not the time to get it, so I don't give up, I'll try again. Now, you're right. If, if something isn't good, then I'm never going to get it. So we're not talking that, t- that it replaces a person's diet and thinking, what am I asking for? Right? But if a person feels this is something which is good for me, let's take something we all agree is good for me. Let's say if an older bach and he wants to get a shidduch. Right? He wants to find a that We agree it's good for him. But he's 21, and then 23, and then 25, and 27, and that hasn't happened yet. He's going to give up. It's well, so obviously bad for me. No, it's not bad. It's, it's, we're talking about things which a person does are good, so, but you've tried and you've done it. So well, why, you keep, why do you keep asking? So that's not saying. The answer is when a person decides, I, I want this. It's not like it's a bad thing for me. It's a good thing for me. So if Hashem said no, He didn't say no forever. Right? He said no right now. And then the first look at it is, so, okay, so I'll try harder. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not right for my shidduch yet. Maybe I have to be on a higher level. Maybe I have to, whatever it is, be more of a... Or whatever it's going to be, to find the person Hashem wants to me. The first thing is don't give up. That's something which is clear that is good for you. Let's say something like money. It could be good, it could be bad. Okay, so then again, we're not, we're not, we're not replacing the, the dance of Mirosh of why, what do you choose to ask for. We've, we've already gone to the first step. We're taking someone which, we, which the person thinks is in a position that is good for me, and if he thinks it is good for me, okay, now should I ask for it or not? Now, the second point. The second point is that um, why a person shouldn't give up trying to daven something, even if he's daven before and he hasn't gotten an answer. And that is the next point. And this is the point which is really good to us. Sometimes we can ask Hashem for things. And let's say Hashem's response was going to be, well, how much do you really want it? This is the kind of thing, okay, well, why not? It would be nice to have that as well. How much is it really important to you? you know, how much is a bakasha, a real bakasha? And how much is it? Well, if you're already asking, why not ask for this also? Right? Because there's a big difference. If a person really means what he's asking for, a person really has, this is important to him, it has a different kayak to the fact that, oh, yeah, if you're giving out things for free, I'll, I'll take also, I don't mind. But uh, it's not such a big deal. Right? 
So how, how do you how does how does Hashem so to speak see if a person's bakosh is real or not? Exactly that. If a person tries once and he doesn't get it straight away, no, forget it. I'll drop it. No, not meant to happen. So it wasn't a big deal to you either. You also weren't very serious about it. That Horaya, you tried, you didn't get straight away, so you gave up on it. So okay, what's the big deal? Vashanka, if a person says not, I really mean this. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna ask again and again and again and again. What a person's doing with today is showing how much it's in, how much it's a real bakasha by him. And, and that's the second point of asking again for something. That if, if if it's something I can't not have, I'm gonna to have to come back and again and again. I don't have another option. If someone goes, Okay, so I'll do that, it will be okay. Right? That's it. A person has a relative that's sick. And there's only there's a, the medicine he needs, there's only a certain pharmacy that has it. Right? So he's going to come and ask for it, and they don't want to, for whatever reason, they aren't open, they don't want to give it to him. He's not going to give up. He has no option. He has to get it. So he's going to keep trying. Right? Now, Batsim, sometimes there's an element in Tefillah also. That, uh, that if, the, the more a person asks for something, is Batsim, the more a person showing why it's important to me. Why it's important to me, and why I can't do without it. And that's why we see the Tfilis of the Obvious, who didn't have children for many years. Right? Think about it. We're talking about this short amount of time. That's Sarah Amanda had a Yitzhak at the age of 90. We don't know exactly at what age Sarah and I were married, but let's assume it was about 20. It was probably younger than that in those days, but let's assume it was about 20. We're talking about 70 years. That's a very, very long time. 70 years. And they didn't give up asking for 70 years. Why? Because they had no option. At Kamri, they felt we need a, without a Hemshech, without a child to continue Klaistra, what's going to happen to Klaistra? So he made it. It could be we've gotten knowledge for 70 years straight, we're going to still keep asking for it. There's no other option. And that's the second one. If you think that the question, what you're asking for is right, and you need it, so ask for it again. Show sure it's important to you. That's the second one. The first one is don't give up. Hashem didn't say no. He always said it's not right now. And the second one is sometimes it's Arab, but you have to show it's important to you what you're asking for, and the way you show it's important is that you don't drop the request and you don't get it the first time. That's the second one. What is, what is showing it's important to? To the third point, and that is what's the we spoke about this a bit last time. We spoke about this a bit last time. We spoke about Yamsuf, and we said that Yamsuf Klaish shall daven that Hashem's tefillah is not going to work. And the question is why not? And we said then, from the Ariza, from the Zahar, what the Arachim says also, that because Tefillah brings things back to a balance, and then Hashem is going to decide, and Tefillah is a factor which asks the Kodesh Baruch Hashem, please decide whether you're going to give this to me or not. So there's a balance. And does a person deserve it or not deserve it? And therefore, even if right now I don't deserve it, it could be later on I will. It's, a, it's, a, it's another factor in, this, in, the, in the equation. So it can be reevaluated. Now this is not exactly the same thing I said before. The first thing I said was, that sometimes Mitzvah Kodesh Baruch a person is meant to get, but not now. Whatever reason Hashem has that He wants to give it to him at a later stage. Now we're saying another stage. Even if now the answer is going to be no, because the feed the balance right now, or the feed the din right now, he doesn't deserve, but doesn't have to stay in that category, right? The din can change. And this is the answer to the famous question everyone asks, and that is, how are we going to change change our Kodesh Baruch Hu's opinion for asking for something? He already decided, and he decided that the person not meant to get something. You already decided and decided a person meant to get sick, or a person meant to suffer some kind of sorrow. So because the asking is going to change his mind, because it makes a joke of the whole thing. The decision was fair. So, ah, oh, you asked nicely, all right, decided, well, what does it mean? Right? The decision was based on certain factors. So how are we going to, because you asked Hashem, what's going to change? The MS is the MS. The din is din. And the answer is, 
what changes is that you're now in a position where the din is going to be different. So we can ask Hashem for a re-judgment, a recount if you want. And if now the factors are different, then I'll feed din. The result will come out differently also. So if we can now add schosim to the side of schosim, or we can add primarily bitachim, right, that now fill it to the side of the schosim, samimeda, now that it shifts, so to speak, the balance. So we're not saying Hashem your judgment before Hashem was wrong in any way. The freedom at CS then was 100% right. But maybe we've done a bit more now, and maybe now things will change. And if you rejudge us now, you'll judge us, and the things will look different, you'll judge us in a different way. Fine, I should be willing to rejudge us. That Fida can bring things back to that same point. Boy, from what have we said? The idea that I'm prepared to dive in again, trust me, it basically fortifies these three things. Number one, I'm Bifna Melech. I'm Bifna Melech, there's a scale, there's a judgment. And I understand each time that if I'm Oymi Bifna, then I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to stand in front of Hashem, and things will get rejudged. And if yesterday I wasn't Zaycha, or beforehand the answer was no, maybe I've done a little bit more, we'll tip the balance. Maybe that'll be yes. That's the first thing. The second thing, to, so to involve Hashem in what we're doing, so that's posture. How important is it to you? The more that I'm involved in something, the more it's important to me, the more I can't afford to give up davening for it. It's, uh, I can't afford not to have it. It's too central. If this is my main ASIC, this is my job, this is my life, this is whatever it is, right? So, uh, so another of the more central it is to my life, the more I have to daven for it, because the more I don't have the option of not davening, I have to have it. That's the third thing. And the last thing is the kavanah. The kavanah, like we said, people tend to not focus on the davening. The the side is Shah Hashem you take it seriously. That that the Atma mean it. That's what makes it feel more powerful to it. And therefore that's the things which we've asked for. Maybe we haven't been Zaikh for. Khazak Yavin Sibah. Hashem. Try again. Daven a second time. And it doesn't be once or twice three times. So the other system done for years and years and years and years. And then that's what brought them to in a way, the targets they got to. They didn't give up. They didn't give up. If it was important, it was important. They're gonna ask again and again and again. And so, he's willing to give. Because the Yatza Yitzchak Lashem, that is like an Eser, just like a pitchfork, can turn things around. So, Yitzchak's Tfilah turned the Minnesota into Minnesota Rachem. Like I said before, there was a reason why not. And now the Tfilah managed to turn it over. And now it's Abraham Mosla. It took a long time, for whatever reason, until Hashem decided to answer him. And the Hashem said, Hashem had why he didn't. But the Maisa, the Tfilah was on to him. That was it, yes, for sure. That's part of the Tfilah.